Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, episode 75 or version 2.8, however you'd like to uh, number it. I am one of your hosts, Balth. With me, we have... Neil Sabian! Yay! And Burgundy. Hey, Burgundy. Hi. We uh, are, of course, bringing you free podcasts, bringing you timely news about something we and we think you are passionate about the video game industry if you'd like to support us so we can keep making podcasts please do visit our website at gamersledge.com where you can read more stories uh, leave comments on what you'd like to see and ask questions for future episodes or video reviews you'd like to see posted uh let's go around the table and talk about what we've been playing this week let's start with burgundy <laughs> i've i've played um waking up in the morning and commuting to work and then catching up on trying to be social when I get home. And it's been boring this week. <laughs> so just... are you winning? Yes. Have you unlocked any achievements or, or trophies? Um, I got pizza yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> You unlocked pizza. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing Frogger from the car's perspective, right? So, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to say that's a win. <laughs> it's been a win this week. We're feeling pretty good, even though we haven't played too many games. Unless you count some words or friends. Are we going to count that? No, I'm not going to count that. Yeah, words with friends is a game. <laughs> and it's social, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, True. Sure. No, it is. I've chat with some people over it. It's kind of interesting where... It's kind of interesting that some people actually choose... That is the primary mode of communication I have with some people. It's words with <laughs> <or> friends. <laughs> And I remember there was actually an article on that where people were swapping words with friends' IDs more than they were, like, you know, Facebook or text numbers or anything like that. And there was actually, at one point, there was, like, that was the in thing for people to, like, swap in a bar when they would meet or something like that, is they would sit there and exchange word with friends' IDs and talk and play that game, and that's how they would interact. Well, you I don't, know, at one I don't point think that lived too long, but I just thought that was a real interesting thing about the dynamic and how fast things change about communication and whatnot. And at one point, draw something was popular <laughs> for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a good week. It was a good week. <laughs> I just re I just uh, opened it back up the other day and noticed that I have a game that's like ninety two turns into it. Yeah. And they don't go away either. No, and my last move was like two and a half months ago. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. <laughs> I have a whole list of them. I actually have. There's there's a couple of people I, I regularly play. Well, right lately I've been ignoring them. But, like, man, that company sold for how much? <laughs> like, Well, yeah. you saw the thing today that they announced, or was supposed to drop later today, I think, draw something too, right? No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that as I was digging around for stories. Uh, apparently, it was broke on oh, whose Twitter? Let me see if I can find this quick. Ryan Seacrest's Twitter, apparently last <laughs> month, said that uh, it was coming out and it was supposed to be released later today. Did you say you were Possibly coming out? Possibly only on iOS. No, it. Yeah. I have not referred to myself as in uh, non-gender specific pronouns yet. Yet you do um, follow Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, just no, I did. I'm reading the article that okay. came up okay. in my search for news today. I feel better now. Please, no. <laughs> I can read it literally. Television host Ryan Seacrest announced draw something too on his Twitter account last month. Um, that was me with dramatic Why reading. Would that of be the announced news. through Ryan Seacrest Twitter. Well, why not? Because all the cool kids watch Ryan Seacrest on American Idol. <laughs> that is such an... Well, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> What's worse is they couldn't even afford a real commercial or an announcement or a radio spot or anything. Because <laughs> uh, they ran out of cash. Apparently. <laughs> that but, $5 billion only goes so far. It only goes so far. <laughs> Well, uh, 
I will talk about what I have been playing next. Uh, let's see. I've been playing Defiance with Neosapien and without Neosapien. Uh, I've been playing Soul Sacrifice on Vita, although I'm very early into that. Only probably about 25 minutes into it. Um, oh, wait, what's that? Soul Sacrifice? Are you serious? This... Yeah, dude, I've been unplugged for like a week and a half here, so like, help me out here. Soul Sacrifice is literally the next big Vita game that we've been waiting for from Japan. Uh, it's a action... It's it's. I wouldn't say demon souls esque but it's kind of in the same genre so it's in the same genre but it's not as hard but it's the kind of medieval that basically it sets up that you're in basically it looks like hell and you watch uh some other guy get completely obliterated by this mage this evil unholy mage and it turns out he's got the necronomicon and he's been gleaming stuff and he was really close to escaping and so the necronomicon moves to you and you as you open the book you get to relive um past events with this mage that is killing everybody that's trapped there and so uh you there are spells to learn and the more you use them the more proficient you get the interesting thing is that anything you do in the demo actually carries over to the retail release of the game so you can max out like 30 spells Wait, so you're playing the demo, not the retail release? I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing the demo. Retail release does not come out until next Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so the demo is on the PSN, and you can download it for your Vita and start playing. I need to check this out. Yes, it's quite good. The graphics are amazing. So a little gory, but but nonetheless amazing. I think I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, uh, played a little more Guacamelee, a little Bioshock Infinite. Um, but I've actually been catching up on TV. I watched uh, the first two slash three episodes, however you want to call it, of Defiance, the pilot, and then episode two. Um, and my verdict is I really like it, actually. Um, hmm. Surprisingly. <laughs> I, 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 I did not have high expectations going in, but... Um, and, you know, there's some plot holes and there's some logical problems, but... You know, still, I like it. I like, I, I, I really do like it. Um, well, we also finished uh, season two of the 60s Star Trek, watched the first, second, and third movie, and then the 2009 remake so that I could catch the misses up for the new movie opening next month. Um, and then I also started season five of Fringe, and that has been all of my time. Season five. Yeah, go ahead. It probably wasn't the best season, but I still enjoyed Fringe all the way through. But it's so. the last season, right? It is the last season, yes. Yeah. There is there is an end. It ends. It actually has an end. Yeah. Well I'm hoping I'm hoping that they wrap up the thing that they've done here at the beginning of season five by at least I hope they have at least two or three good episodes to fix everything at the end. Mm. So we'll see. I'll have to wait and see how you see what you think of how they did what they did. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that for sure. So Neo, what have you been playing? Well, on the playing front, really all I played recently is Defiance. Uh, I've been having some extra long days, so I haven't been having a lot of time. And, and you know, we we've teamed up on a couple of those days, and uh, and the really uh, that's about it. I did uh, log another few levels into Plants vs Zombies, which I haven't touched in quite a while. So I, I've logged another couple levels of that while I was falling asleep. And uh, so I've, I've knocked out a couple more levels of that. But other than that, really uh, Defiance and uh, watching a couple of, watched the last two weeks worth of Doctor Who as well, actually that week. And yeah, I've got, hopefully I'll get both of last week's and this week's out yet this week still for the reviews. Um and I'd ask, you know, for you guys' opinion on those, but I know you're lame and don't read them, so. I totally, well, I can't read them. Well, I, I told you they are spoiler-free, or at least as spoiler-free as you can be and still be talking about a TV show. 
Um, there are spoiler sections. That's how I've done it. I've split it into the spoiler-free section where it's my impression about, you know, how is the episode? Was it a good episode? Was it not such a good episode? You know, did I like things? Did I not like things? And then I have a spoilered section that's in the spoiler tags, so it's it's blocked off unless you click on the button to view it, where I talk about, you know, how does this connect to the larger story? What did we find out? Is this important? Why is this this way? Why is that that way? Um, so it, it is set up, so if you haven't watched the episode, you still could read it but i understand if you want to keep yourself pure and untainted so yes we don't like the taint um, said taint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i got the missus to crack up on that one too um so <laughs> what was that you posted on facebook now i'm trying to remember because it was so darn funny um, oh the uh batman and superman talking no no the doctor who thing it was doctor who talking to s- somebody and he's like and they're like why why didn't you go save them? He is like, can't fix point in time. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, Batman and Superman talking on like, uh, it looks like an iOS texting back and forth to each other. And he's like, yeah, the guy in a big blue box and Batman's like, yeah, is it bigger on the inside than the outside? He's like, yeah, he's the one who told Jor-El to send me to earth and all this stuff. And Batman's like, yeah, well, I know the doctor. Well, I know of the doctor. I know the doctor well or something like that. Funny he didn't save Krypton, and then all of a sudden it's David Tennant's picture with fixed point in time. So sorry, guys. And <laughs> Worst cop-out ever. It, it is. It's, it's really, really plot device but, you know, since he can see the entire time stream, you know, you just go with it. It's just one of those <laughs> things they do. Well. Yeah, otherwise I've been uh, I've been pretty boring. It's been busy week, so. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Next week is going to be insane for me, so we got to figure out what we're going to do about the podcast. So I'll talk to you guys about that later. Uh, let's jump directly into the news. Oh, first piece of news. Microsoft has announced that it will make an announcement. <laughs> Isn't it a wonderful world we live in? Yes. They are going to make an announcement on May 21st at noon Eastern time regarding a new generation revealed. We're obviously going to hear about the Durango or the 720, or could it just possibly be named Xbox? I don't know, but uh, here's my question. With Sony now having, what, a three-month lead on announcing? It seems like all everyone is talking about is the PlayStation 4 and what great line lineup launch it's going to have and all this and that and the specs and everything. Microsoft's going to make this announcement on May 21st, which I believe is just before E3. Sony's going to turn around and give the one-two punch with pricing and probably reveal the box at E3 and launch date. Is this too little too late for Microsoft for this generation? No. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um, I mean, it's just a, a war of words right now. I mean, people are going to forget this stuff. Honestly, I think this is actually... I think this is more damage control for Microsoft right now because of, um, oh, what was his name? Yeah. Remember the whole uh, tweeting PR disaster get used um, to it. with the guy? Yeah, with the guy saying, get over it, get used to it. It's going to be online all the time. You know, I don't see what the big deal is. And it's just like, well, you know, if you're like, you know, Neo and you can't keep an internet connection up for more than five minutes, they make the pills problem. for that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But but seriously, I mean, they have to do a lot of damage control because of, you know, they have to get the message out there. There's going to be a lot of people. I'm sorry. The Xbox is probably, you know, there's a lot of people that probably play that thing offline more than they want to admit to. Yes, it's the primary online gaming console for most people. You know, granted, yeah, but there, there's going to be also a lot of people that, you know, that just doesn't really work for. And there's going to have to be a lot of, like, I think not so much damage control, but I think they're really going to have to get a lot of information out there this time. And I think that's what the announcement's about. I, I'm, I'm curious. <clears throat> I, I am a unabashed Sony fanboy, So uh, I, I despise Microsoft. I hated the hardware failure rates of the first uh, of the 360. Mm-hmm. And I look at this kind of from where you were saying if if Microsoft is requiring always online and they are taking the f- 
focus off the hardcore gamer and putting it instead on being the set-top box on the entertainment experience. Mm-hmm. I think Sony has this one, if they really do that. I, I've been seeing a lot of current owners posting on forums saying if that's what they do, you know, and of course that's completely not scientific. It's completely hyperbole because hyperbole, because you can't yeah. judge that type of stuff, but it just seems like there's a lot of the gamers want to actually focus on gaming. And it yeah. seems like that's the, the message Microsoft is not pushing. And, and, you know, with the way they handled windows eight and its rollout and its implementation, Mm-hmm. I just, I, I wonder how competent they're going to be with this. It's, I mean, look, Microsoft has a hell of a lot of momentum going into this. People, a lot of people do primarily game on the Xbox. So, I mean, they're going to be successful. That's, I mean, I, I think that goes without saying they're going to have success with this. However, I think you're exactly right. I think Sony can, you know, get back, you know, over them in the next round if they play their cards right because i think sony's been the things that i like about sony that they've been doing better is a lot of the you know independent online you know games and everything their their psn game selection has been really strong microsoft the only reason i have an xbox originally was for when they were doing like the summer of arcade and things like that but i didn't get it until they added in like wireless and the slim version you know that had a good track record and it seems like they have dried up a lot of the you know the smaller downloadable games like they really haven't been concentrating on that lately so like as far as like me as a you know uh, i don't want to call myself a core gamer or anything like that but as a like an esoteric gamer like i like the odd stuff it's sony all the way for me at this point so and and that can make sense from history's perspective you know because mm -hmm. they they brought over things like final fantasy and and you know they secured those those with atlas and uh nis publishing as you said the esoteric rpgs coming mm-hmm. out of the west it makes sense that that sony's like that but i think they're doing a really good job of my fear is or not my fear well my fear for microsoft honestly is that we're gonna see them say hey this is not backwards compatible and at that point, is that a deal breaker? Is that a deal breaker for all the people who are invested in the ecosystem? Do Does that give them a fresh start to say, well, I can either have a entertainment center mm-hmm. or I can have a gaming console and have access to all these things I've never played before because I, I'm wholeheartedly convinced that's what that's what Microsoft's going to do. They're, I mean, excuse me, Sony's going to do is they're going to have streaming in some way, shape, or form of PS1, 2, and 3 games for PS4. So Yeah, I, they I, have, they've been buying up a lot of those companies, you know, for doing that, so that does make sense. And, and I'm just wondering if that's not a selling point for, uh, you know, for Sony in that point. I, I'm, it's just going to be really interesting to see what they announce. I'm really looking forward to it. No, most definitely. I mean, they have to they have to come up with something. And this is a it's been a real tough time to sell. I mean, sales are down for a lot of everything. There's some, you know, good games still coming out on their current consoles. They know they can't come out with like, you know, six, seven hundred dollar consoles in the next round. People just aren't gonna spend that right now. Right. And power wise, we're even at a, you know, like really we're not gonna say this is more of a jump like between, you know, the 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 Dreamcast and the PS2. It's, you know, not going to be a super jump in quality, you know, that we're going to see hardware-wise. Right. So it's it's really going to be about content and what they can deliver, you know, to the to the end user. So. Neo. Hey. Do you want to take uh, the next story? Uh, sure. I will take us into the next story. So. It looks like the sun may finally be setting on the big end's little device that could. After about a gajillion years and at least twice that many variations and units sold, the Game Boy DS looks like it may be putting out to pasture. The big end put no sales projections on the regular old DS's uh, sales 
futures projections. I just said that in their financial statement that they filed this week. It uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you know it, it, they're going to pull them all off the shelf or they're going to be all gone next week or that there there won't be any more games out for sale. Uh, those are obviously a huge backlog for them. But uh, after such a, a long and venerable run, it's not surprising that they would finally stop putting resources into this system and uh, focus forward on whatever their follow-on to the 3DS is going to be and the, the 3DS itself. So, um, you know, we've got three ds lights and one dsi in the house so you know uh we have more games than any one human being could ever play in in several months so well that's just counting the good ones that's not even counting the really crappy ones but uh so yeah so uh i don't even know when did that when did the first when did the ds fat launched i my gosh that had to have been seven years ago no it was a while ago See if we can get a date real quick. You've got a fat DS. <laughs> Actually, I don't. But thank you very much. Oh, you only have the, the lights. Yeah, we have. We, yeah, we we waited till the actually second generation of lights before we hopped on the DS train. Do you have a 3DS? No, do not have a 3DS. Um, I have I have a, a, ch- a child who wants one desperately because of the, uh, Pokemon's. I have a 3DS, and I can say that it is delicious. I am enjoying mine. It is so much bigger, and I like it very much. November 21st, 2004 is when the first DS came out. Ooh, eight years. No, nine years. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good lifespan. That's almost a 10-year lifespan of a PS3. I remember being extremely disappointed after it came out. <laughs> well, it's kind of like was, the 3DS when it first launched. Yeah, it was the wor- it was yeah, but the 3DS had a much stronger lineup. Well, that's the only because it could play all the DS games. Uh, no, even uh, I'll I'll stick by the the actual 3DS launch lineup. It, look, I was there when the Fat was released. Okay, it was you weren't there. It was <laughs> I, a nightmare. I was not there. <laughs> there, was, there was one game. There was like two. Uh, let's see, what did I get? There was, it launched with the Mario game, right? Yes. The Mario 64 remake, which was yes. awesome. Um, I remember then there was some odd Sega game that I wanted. Uh, was that like Touch the Magic or something like that? Some like really goofy game? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh my. I forget. It was just really odd and goofy and I had to have it. And there was like some... Some stupid like Yoshi game that came out that was just complete garbage. It was like a tech demo, and I just remember there was like nothing for months. Oh, so so it's like my Wii U. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> this got like like a game, doesn't it? It you know actually, it's got some really good games. I got this that Sonic and uh, Sonic Racing game. Yeah, it's actually really good. I really like it, but you know. You only can play that for so long. (laughs) You know, it's got a Mario game, but, you know, did I mention I owned every Nintendo console from a Famicom on up? I don't need to play another 2D Mario game. And what's worse is when you get multiple people playing at the same time, because you can have up to four people, all that really happens is you end up killing your friends. That's all that game is about. <laughs> is trying to Killing avoid your friends. And making your friends. Yeah, it's it's trying to avoid the people playing with you because they're invariably going to kill you. <laughs> because no, Nintendo didn't make it so that you could phase through each other. They made it so that if somebody's on the top level and somebody's on the bottom level and they jump up, of course that's going to bounce you into the spikes on the ceiling so you die over. <laughs> And over and over again. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> so how about that Lego game, at least? <laughs> you know, I haven't got it yet. The, actually, I picked that up for the 3DS, and I played like five minutes of that this week. Yeah, and did you like it? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm worried. But I, I haven't, I've barely played it, so I can't even give you a real... I'm worried, because I've read the reviews on it. And the pre... You know, the pre information and then i've read a couple of some early reviews and i'm just i'm really worried about it to be quite honest it, it's the 3ds one no the wii u one. Oh, okay 
because I'm afraid it's going to be really repetitive. But what I'm really looking at right now is Monster Hunter uh, for the Wii U and the 3DS because you can play together. Oh, that'll work. So I might try that. We might see about that. Wow, we kind of digressed. My bad. Yeah, what was the topic? Uh, uh, yeah, the yeah, sunsetting exactly. the DS. Yeah. Sun DS, uh, yes, DS. DS no longer going to be sold. So, you know, the, you know, stores still have stock of these things. So if you are desperate to buy a backup DS for the 13 you already have in your house, then uh, there shouldn't be any shortage of them for you to run out and pick up at your uh, favorite local vending location. Yes, and a flock of angels sings thee to thy rest, DS. <laughs> so, uh, next up then, Burgundy? Sure. Um, this is one that basically kind of makes me think that the world is not real and that it's just kind of like a big uh, Truman Show thing going on because this is guaranteed to be just for me. Ratchet and Clank is getting a feature film release freaking love that I can't even believe that's happening cool thing is it's being done by this uh, like I had to look them up I never heard of Rainmaker Entertainment um, apparently there used to be the studio that did the old reboot TV TV series mm-hmm. so yes <laughs> <laughs> they also did Beast Wars didn't they? yeah they did yeah, Beast Wars yeah. they were called Mainframe back then yeah Mainframe that was it and um, so, yeah, I trust them to make something that, you know, involves comedy and, you know, good animation and stuff. So, yeah. And and, the, and that teaser was dead on. I mean, that had oh, the tone, the voice acting, everything. The the writing is being done by uh, the guy who was behind most of the, the Ratchet and Clank games, too. Awesome. So um, let me see if I can find his name real quick. Yeah, TJ Fixman. Um, so... He did, like, you know, most of the Ratchet and Clank games as far as the writing goes. So the writing should be very close to, you know, what we're used to in the games. It's such a great universe for a movie um, because it's got wide appeal. It has just a great setting, great characters. I love the animation. I love the color. I love everything about it. Uh, It's perfect. This is a perfect move. I think it's really, hopefully, will build the franchise out even more. Um I mean, I just love the series so much from, you know, since its inception. I'm so excited for this news. If this is successful, I can almost guarantee there will be a TV series. Oh, that would be awesome. You know, it, it's interesting to me. I, I was listening to an interview with uh, someone recently who said that as of uh, two years ago, the number of movies being made has gone down to like 140-something. And then last year it went down to 120, and then this year it's going down to 97. And the joke he made was, all we will have is superheroes and video games. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, and it, well, if it's done right. And it yeah. seems like that's, that's, that's kind of amusing because it's kind of true. So, Speaking um, of done it right, has this has to be some type of landmark year because uh, – segue – we have three superhero movies coming out this year that all look like they've been done well, if Whoa. the trailers are any indication. I, I, I don't I, – I can't even begin yeah, to, to believe Yeah, but two of them are Marvel. This. Well, yes, but to have two Marvel and a DC movie all be good all in the same year – Wait, what's that, the DC that, movie that looks good? Superman. Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 I keep forgetting about it. I have seen you see the, the last trailer? Yes, the last yes, trailer yes. is amazing. Yes, I have seen it. It is very good. And I, I'm I'm interested. I've just been burned so many times on this stupid Superman series. No, Tra- man, this time's going to be different. I, I had it written it's off changed. till that last trailer. You know, I, 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 I believe it when I see it. I'm just not there yet. He totally means it this time. He's not going to hurt you this time. <laughs> <laughs> You've been playing more Injustice, haven't you? <laughs> um, well, in a conversation with IGN, uh, Soul Sacrifice creator Keiji Inafune confirmed that not only does he want to do a sequel to his PS Vita exclusive game, Soul Sacrifice, but that he's currently actively talking to Sony about making it happen. So, 
that's interesting since the game hasn't even launched in the West yet. Um, I, I'll be interested to see. I still have not seen any SKUs showing it, but in the West they actually did uh, a two-game pack so that you and your friend could play because there is local uh, multiplayer and online. Um, so that's one of the interesting things. So I'll be interested to see what they do with it on the you know, how it does here in the West. But it's done extremely well in Japan. So I'm I'm quite uh, interested not only for the game to come out next week, but also for its eventual sequel as well. Now here's something I don't really know much about. Well, there's lots of things I don't know a lot about. But anyway. Um, Social gaming in Japan, I would expect that that's a big thing. It's huge. But, okay, I figured you would know better Pokemon, than I. Pokemon, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter always tops the charts. Right, I guess I didn't realize that, that, was, that that's multiplayer. I, I've never played a Monster Hunter game, so I have, like, no idea. Um, yeah, that game moves hardware like you wouldn't believe. Well, yeah. I, I know that. I, I mean, I know the, you know, okay, Monster Hunter is coming out for this system. It's going to quadruple in sales automatically. But I, I, I guess I always kind of figured it was a solo game but maybe it's i guess it's no online. it's, it's multiplayer it's not online it's local um in most okay. of its iterations uh so the interesting you know the interesting thing of course is that nintendo scored the coup it was you know on sony's uh hardware only but then it switched for this last iteration uh to the wii u and the nintendo uh 3ds Right, and it has sold like gangbusters, um, and it sold well for Wii U sales since there isn't really an install base yet. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's usually. I mean, there there's from what I know of that particular game, there's bosses that you need multiplayers to be able to take down, um, in order to get you know the. Basically, those games are are giant grind fests where you. You capture monsters or kill monsters, and you get uh, like their horns or whatever, which you then need 27 of to cr help craft this new gun or whatever the case may be. So it's a lot of grinding, a lot of, lot of grinding, and it multiplayer makes it easier to do that. Got it. And you can trade multiplayer too. So you know, if if you have a bunch of horns and you're not going for that weapon, you can trade me for the horns, and I'll give you a net that you need. You know. You get the idea. Same right. with Pokemons. I mean, it it can be just social trading, or it can be things like that. But that's that's the big gist of that is you do a lot of grinding, lots and lots of grinding, either by yourself or with friends. <laughs> Sorry, out of context. That that's right. Really funny. That's right. <sighs> um, so Neo, tell me about the Star Trek game. So, yeah, the uh, Star Trek game from the J.J. Abrams verse uh, launched this week, and apparently it is one hot, buggy little mess. On consoles. On consoles, at least, yes. Um, video out on game trailers. Uh, both will hopefully be throwing that link out there for you guys. Um, shows a whole bevy of bugs and graphical glitches uh, across the spectrum. There's one where uh, the player that's recording this is playing a Spock. I don't know if you have to or if that's just what he chose to. Um, but uh, Kirk is constantly running full bore into walls, can't, you know, won't, won't reset, won't go anywhere. Uh, there's one scene where Spock's walking past Kirk and then the perspective is totally lost and Kirk's head grows to like take the entire screen up as he's walking past Kirk. So it's like he's walking, zooming into Kirk's head. Uh, there were several times where... Um, Maybe he just had numb tongue. Uh, uh, Quit it! <laughs> <laughs> And there's a, there's a couple of times where they're trying to do some uh, platforming kind of stuff, and it totally glitches out. There's one where he's hanging from midair off of nothing. Uh, one where he can't get up a ladder because there's a, a dead enemy at the base of the ladder, so he can't can't uh, get onto the ladder. Um, and there's just several bugs, and just it looked like it was it would just it it would just take you out of the experience to the point. Now, I guess a lot of these go away. Um, if you actually do it two player, because uh, then you know all the glitchiness of your partner goes away. It seems to be uh, related to the AI control of your partner. So if you're playing actually with two people, it's better. But there's still things like you'll start a conversation with someone and walk away, and it keeps going even though you're not with that person you were talking to anymore. Um, and and the the stuff for the platforming where you know you can 
jump to grab a rail and grab midair instead uh, and then eventually just bug and fall to your death but it it, it, it the video is is pretty pretty uh, amusing slash frustrating i can just see if i was playing that i would just be very very upset that i spent you know 55 dollars on that game which is i believe what i saw it for so i did not list this in the things i've been playing because i did not play it but i watched a friend play it and he beat it already and i watched most of it uh, it took about 10 hours, which is not very meaty, but I have to say that the story was good, and he was playing on the PC. None of those issues. Uh, he played as Kirk with Spock as the AI, and you can direct the AI to do a lot of things. Um, and, you know, he would get frustrated because, uh, you know, he'd be trying to hack a console, and when you do the, the hacking minigames, uh, you literally can't defend yourself and so if somebody shoots you it pulls you out of the hacking minigame well just as an example he was trying to hack a terminal to shut off uh, a specific energy field and he, spock was standing right next to him and he would hack he would start to hack it and spock would not cover him he would say i see more enemies coming captain but he wouldn't shoot so finally, after like three times of doing this and being shot out of the hacking game, he's like, you know, I'm kind of an idiot. And he said, Spock, go hack this. And then he covered Spock. And of course, no problem at that point. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 also getting your mind around, you know, I got to send the AI to do the things that are smart or not smart so I can do the things that are smart. You know, that's always going to happen, I think, with AI. So it's basically more AS, artificial stupidity instead of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I have to say, though, you know, he, he was also fighting a, a boss. Uh, and he was having great difficulty with the boss. And sometimes it's just a matter of changing Spock's weapons. You know, they were having a hard time. He changed Spock's weapon to a shotgun. Spock got really close, shot the, the boss, five hits, he was done. <laughs> so it really can be just having the right tools for the situation as well. But, I, you know, on the PC, it looked beautiful. Uh, it looked very clean. The story was great. Um, and I, I, I really like it. It's a good bridge between the first movie and the second movie. Uh, and it basically looks like it's going to lead right to where the second movie starts. So I, I, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I was and still am kind of thinking about getting this for console, uh, specifically for the two-player aspect, because, you know, that's something the missus and I can play together. So that might be a thing. But, you know, if it's really that glitchy, I'll wait for a patch and the rest of the reviews to come out because nobody has a review on it for consoles yet. So we'll see how it goes. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's it's not <laughs> as you well know as you well know it's not. But at but unlike you know when when uh, companies don't send things out, mm -hmm. that's a bad sign. But this isn't like that. I've not seen any outlet say we didn't get advanced copies. They're not saying that. They're just not saying anything. So I'm thinking maybe that most people say, oh, it's a licensed game. We're not going to cover it even though they're accepting advertising dollars from them. That that, or they know they've, they've got the inside track that a patch is coming or something. And I've noticed it seems like a lot of on to online uh, reviewers are reviewing games later and later and later. So I don't know if that's just a matter of companies not sending out release copies or, you know, what, what it is. But it, it does seem like, you know, I'll notice somebody putting out their official review of a game and it's been like two or three weeks since the launch. Well, look at my Defiance review. It's still not done because <laughs> I don't feel that I'm far enough into the game to make a final determination of here are all the good points and here are all the bad points. I still have no idea what quote-unquote endgame content is. Are Ark Falls it? You know, it's, it's stuff like this that I'm still pondering. Yeah, I, I well, we have to get through the storyline, but near as I can tell... You've got the multi, you've got the uh, PVP and the arc falls, and uh, I'm not sure that there's much else. But yeah, so uh, Burgundy, you got another story? 
Yes, um, apparently video games are great for your eyesight again. Um, there's a study that uh, they use Tetris in this case, but apparently like any visually intensive game will work. But uh, according to CBC News, there's a new treatment that involves setting up a video game of Tetris so it can only be played effectively using both eyes. The game involves rotating puzzle pieces, blah, blah, blah. We know that part. Um, but the researchers split the image between eyepieces of a pair of head-mounted video goggles so that one eye could see the falling pieces and the other eye could only see the pieces sitting at the bottom of the screen. They also adjusted the contrast in each eye you know, so that at first there was a very little contrast in the image seen by the stronger eye. After playing Tetris that way for an hour a day for two weeks, nine adults with lazy eyes showed big improvement in the vision of the weaker eye and in their 3D depth perception, the researchers also reported, or researchers reported in a paper published this week in the Journal of Current Biology. I love stories like this where they can actually use games in a very productive manner. Um, I know there's actually, like, I feel like there's been, like, you know, benefits over the years of playing video games to your eyesight in certain ways where you kind of, um, like, you pick up things quicker, I think. Like, I think you're, uh, I don't know what to call it, your visual agility. I mean, mm-hmm. what'd you call it? I mean, I don't know if you guys notice anything like that from playing video games all these years that you tend to, like, notice things a little bit faster than other people. I know that if I play GTA for a really long time and then I walk outside and there's an ambulance, I immediately hone in on it and say, <laughs> I need to steal that. <laughs> See? It's perfect. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. It, uh, there's a certain amount of pattern recognition, and mm-hmm. when things change, um, you know, you, you see an interface. I, I know I see this at, at work a lot where we'll be looking at a screen. I'm like, oh, that changed. What? That right there, that changed. That's yeah. different. That wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. That changed no, or whatever. That. And there, there's some to that. But I, I also have to admit I, I, I have not kept up well with the times a lot, a lot of modern HUDs on games completely overwhelm me, um, or at least I feel overwhelmed. Most of the time I'm ignoring most of the content that's on there and only paying attention to it when I absolutely have to. So I don't know. Maybe I'm an anomaly on that. But like playing something like Mass Effect, I can be paying attention to my weapon stats or I can be paying attention to the minimap or I can be paying attention to what's going on on the screen, but not all three at the same time. You know, the, uh, a really good case of that, in my opinion, is Burnout Paradise. You are driving down streets at 200 miles an hour, and I have to look <laughs> down at the minimap. And I can either look down at the minimap and see where the hell I'm supposed to go, or I can crash into something at 200 miles an hour because I looked at my minimap. I can't do both. I, I, I really think that part of that is good HUD design, Neo, and I think that that's not always, I, I think that, you know, MMOs are really bad at HUD design. Very terrible. And I think that there are better games than others, like Bioshock Infinite. I really like, you know, rather than having to look at a minimap or something along those lines, I push up and it points an arrow to where I need to go on the ground. Not obtrusive, not giant red in my face obstructing my view arrow, just a head that way, if that's where you want to go. And I think that's a, I think as time goes on, we'll see better HUD design choices. But here's my question. Here's my follow-up to this story. Burgundy, are you following the Oculus Rift? Yes, actually. Um there was uh, what was the one this week about it where they Penny tied Arcade. it to yeah. You can speak to it. You, I mean, you're going to know a little bit. Uh, you've read more about it. I just heard ancillary stuff about it. Well, the I, developers I kit finally went. Ha- they've started showing up, and uh, they're three hundred dollars for the dev kit. And and uh, the folks over at Penny Arcade did a question and answer session, like the most frequent questions they get about it, and what their answers are after having used it and stuff like, do you really get sick using it? And some people are like, well, yes, sometimes you do uh, because there's this separation. They said one of the things that they found helps the most is closing your eyes as you put the device on. Since it completely takes up your entire field of vision, it can be really jarring to have that world supplant the real world. And they said if you close your eyes, it's a little easier. 
And the worst thing ever is somebody touching you while you're wearing it <laughs> because it makes them jump through the ceiling. And they say that there is a, they say that the, if you play it for long periods, you really do need to stop <clears throat> and take it off for a little bit. Otherwise you're going to have a real hard time reacclimating to the real world because this is so immersive you have feel you have peripheral vision you have something something ridiculous like 120 degree uh field of, of view and i'm and it's also stereoscopic meaning that it's 3d and that it's it's one lens for each eye so i'm i'm curious if that was the device that they used for this test because they could support something like that with the oculus rift but it's interesting to see how much software is already being developed for it just in the first week. Uh, there's quite a bit, and people are very enthusiastic about it. I'm really excited for the retail launch. I'm really curious how they're, like, what's going to happen with that. Because at first, like, when I first started reading about the project, I was just like, all right, pie in the sky, whatever. But then they had some really high-end developers all behind this thing already. And, like, they're really into it. And they're just into it as a, you know, just because they're interested in it. And it's just, it's causing a lot of excitement with that. So it's just kind of, like, it's crazy what they're going to be coming up with, with, with you know, with it. So I am kind of excited about that. They said that the, the, the right now, the resolution is really, really low. Mm -hmm. But they expect the retail to be better. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're they're just doing development with it right now. So they don't need ultra high res, but they're talking tracking at 60 frames a second as you move your head left or right. It really is one-to-one -one real time, and it's so immersive that it's light years ahead of any VR tech that we've seen up until this point. And you know what What kills me is it's a guy in his garage. A guy in his garage says, I want to make this stuff better. I'm, a, I'm just an enthusiast, and let's make it better. And he actually pulled it off. So good on him yeah the the video of the 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 so whoever's grandma it is that's wearing the thing <laughs> through some tech demo is pretty funny uh and awesome really i mean you, you know just watching her reaction to it it's it's pretty awesome especially since she's not driving and somebody almost runs her into a tree or something <laughs> um but uh and then obviously the uh uh, what's that multiplayer Valve game with the hats? Team Fortress. Yeah, with the with the hats. Nice. <laughs> you knew what I was nice, talking Neo. about. Nice. That's the worst part. I don't even play the game, but as soon as he said with the hats, I know exactly what he was talking. That's about. so messed up. Uh, but uh, the you know they had some dude rigged up with the head, and then some some they called it a, what an omnidirectional treadmill or whatever they called it. Right, but that's the one yeah. I heard about. All they need to yeah. do is put the flash on it. Ah, sorry, comic joke. I'm a giant dork. Nobody got it but me. But I'm okay. Good. I just wasn't gonna acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. Trial would have had my back if he wasn't dead again. Yeah, well, you know, if you'd stop letting him die, you know, fixed point in time. Fixed point in time. <laughs> so he's he's a uh, Captain Jack. Huh? That's, right. That, That's right. That's right. He's, 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 so um, the the yeah. other thing that I, I found interesting is I believe it's that same one that the grandma was watching in the in that particular video. I believe there is a flight mode on that. And you can fly around because I was reading I'm not sure if it was that same Penny Arcade report or if it was a different one, but whoever was writing the one I was reading was saying that his nine year old daughter like took to it immediately. She said, I wanna fly and so he enabled flight mode on the console and she's like flying under bridges and flying all around the the, the spires of this thing just by moving her head. And she picked up to it like fish in water. I, I, I just have to wonder, you know, you know, you mentioned last week, Burgundy, that you started out with Pong, as did I. Mm -hmm. And then you went to the Atari 2600. Mm -hmm. See, I actually went to the Intellivision. Ah, uh, you're rich. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, we got it. We got it <laughs> six months in advance because my folks were commercial artists that worked for the company that was uh, uh, distributing them. Wow. And so we got it for Christmas before it launched, and I had, like, every game for it. And that, to me, represented, like, I understood for some reason that this was different. 
and that not everybody was going to have this and that the people that had these things were going to be changed individuals. And I'm looking at the Oculus Rift right now thinking that's going to be the same. I, I'm thinking this is a paradigm shift, at least for virtual reality technology. And I'm, you know, think of the kids that will be growing up being able to do this when we had those crappy VR simulators that you had to mm -hmm. go to the mall for. Yeah. You know. But the thing is, this is what they've been talking about for years. This is what's been, you know, they've been wanting to do for years. I mean, you've seen prototypes of this stuff from like way back, what, the Sega Genesis? Then weren't they teasing that idea that they wanted to do something like this? Yeah. You know, so I mean. It's, Night Trap. Yeah. <laughs> It's been. They mean they've they've been wanting to do this. So VR boy, <laughs> the virtual boy. Uh, I fused but, my retinas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I'm worried about. This is uh, as a person with significant, you know, nearsightedness to nope. start with. Nope, no problem. You can actually put your glasses on underneath it. Well, well I'll be wearing my contacts because I hate glasses. Right, but. Uh, but I'm I'm just more worried about, you know, okay, I don't know what the focal length on this is, but I think it's one of those things where I don't think you're going to want to be putting – you already kind of hit on this, but from a disorientation perspective of, of massive hours, I don't think anybody wants to be doing an all-day marathon because I just – I can't see that being good for you. <laughs> um, not that staring at a screen all day is good for you either, but I, I – Again, I'm not recalcitrant to the idea. I, I've just I would be concerned throwing my kid in this, and not that I let my kids play for hours on end anyway. But there are parents who do, and you know, if my kid's going to be sitting in this thing for 12 hours a day, you know, could that have some negative impact on? I, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of safety warnings that everyone will ignore, just like they do with everything else. Um, but anyway, that that that's my only reservation on it is is especially in, in kids with, you know, things still developing. Well, see, um, I, I think this is going to lead to a new type of media format, and that is going to be a interactive, non-interactive movie, and I don't know what else to call it. But think of it this way. If you're able to watch movies in stereoscopic 3D with the Oculus Rift, and they make it like if they can make it big enough that you can look around like you're looking at a movie screen in a theater. I think that would be wholeheartedly interesting. And it seems like it's a no brainer. Somebody's going to try and do movies in this thing or formatted for this. Well, so, well yeah. And if you do, I mean, if you do a, a I mean, like for the, the, the tech demo that the, the, the grandma was watching, I, I haven't seen any video of this, but I'm assuming that you're in like a, a 3D world, like mm -hmm. a first-person shooter world. Correct. So, I mean, something like a Ratchet and Clank movie, you could actually be in the movie walking around looking at it from different perspectives. You know, you could be in the middle of some giant explosion, obviously not get injured, but – you know, it it you could literally be walking around in the movie, watching the scenes from different angles. I, the, one of the most interesting things they said in that Penny Arcade article or QA session was the uh, phantom limbs problem. Is that you get to the point where you're looking around and you see your hands and legs in some of these pieces of software, but you try to get them to do things with your mind and they don't, <laughs> or you'll point. In real life, because you're like, look at that, but your arm is really out, but your your avatar's arm is at its side. And they yeah. call it the phantom limb problem because either you're thinking this limb to do something and it's not, or you're actually doing something and it's not. And it, it causes the, that they say that's one of the most disorienting things is it causes this disconnect in your brain because right. you're you you're doing it, but it's not nothing's happening. Did either of you read uh, – this is going ways back – but did either of you read the book Kilobyte by uh, Piers Anthony? Yes. Very no. long time ago though. Very, very long time ago. But I mean this seems like the first stage of that. Essentially they had this helmet similar to what the Oculus Rift is plus they had uh, – well, you could do it with just that or if you went for the full option, you got this basic bodysuit where you were – it was – 
intercepting the the transmissions to your to your limbs and to whatever and it was interpreting them in game instead of in the real world so you were like sitting in this chair with this bodysuit and helmet on and instead of your arms and legs and stuff moving in reality they were moving inside the virtual world um so i can see i mean we already know how to track signals like that i mean you could do a very low grade version of this with some you know some of those uh, tape on electrodes Yep. And and pretty quick have a very basic. I picked up my leg and my in lay, in game leg lifts up. Yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, it it's going to be an interesting year, I think, for watching this, especially as the retail release comes out. So that's my final thought. Oculus Rift, the future is here. It's about time. Burgundy, do you have any final thoughts for today? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and Neo. Well, now that the future, now that the future is here, we're we're gonna all find out that you know the internet's gonna come alive and eat all our brains or something. Um, I don't know. I have lots of thoughts, but uh, oh, the one I'm I, I have to I'm gonna throw out there is um, there's a video out there for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that's coming out, uh, Shadow of something or other I forget. Um, anyway, it's a uh, it features Michelangelo, and uh, if, if the game plays even half as awesome as it looks, uh, this may actually be a fun game. I, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games traditionally. You know the the arcade style beat 'em ups. Uh, I am notoriously horrible at them, though. So, uh, you know, the, the, this one looks more like a, a 3D runaround, um, possibly some kind of combat time stuff going on. Uh, I saw some comparisons being made to the uh, Batman Arkham series. So I've actually <laughs> haven't played either of the Arkham games, so I can't really say whether it looks similar to me or not. But... Uh, yeah, it looked pretty pretty neat. Uh, I, I'm looking forward. It seems like there's a lot of stuff coming out that is targeted toward our age group. Well, if it's... that makes any sense. I mean, you, you've got like the the Blood Dragon. You've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle revival. You've got you know Star Wars being rebooted, restarted, continued, whatever the heck it's going to be. You know, we've got the new Star Trek movies. It, it seems like a lot of the stuff that's coming out now is targeted at stuff that we were into when we were younger, and uh, I, I, I'm sure that's intentional, and I'm sure it's you know it's completely awesome. I mean, but... A lot of people, a lot of people in this age group, like you know, how old are your kids? Uh, mine, well, well, they will be in a moment, in a little while here, 10, 13, and 14. Right. I mean, so, I mean, most people have kids in either that range, that range or a little bit younger. So they're, like, perfect for getting into movies and everything like that, getting into something like that. So it's a whole new generation, and the, they're going to get the parents and go, like, oh, I used to watch this when I was a kid. I want my kids to watch this because I used to love it, so they're going to love it, or exactly. I'm going to force them to love it. <laughs> so. Well, it's like my kids just started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Netflix, and they're just in love with it. I mean, I, obviously, I love that show too, but I haven't watched it in forever, so they're going through it for the first time, and to just hear them talking about the characters and stuff, it's it's a total nostalgia trip. Well, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm watching Star Trek, the original series, with my fiance, and we're watching it. I have uh, the old version, but then Netflix has the uh, newly up-resed HD. They fixed, they went back and re-rendered all the graphics of the Enterprise and everything. And we were <laughs> watching that the other day, and I'm like, oh my god, they made the graphics on this episode so much better. And she looked at me, she said, you know, I kind of envy you. And I said, why? She's like, because you remember the original and how it looked. And I think that that's what people are trying to cash in on is that nostalgia. I mean, without a doubt, in both games and movies right now. But I, I, I think we're going to see the same kind of problem. I mean, if you look at all the movies that are releasing, most of them are G.I. Joe Returns. You know, it's all remakes or, or sequels or things like that. They're remaking Mortal Kombat again. You know, I really like the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, that's the only movie? one I like. Yes. Really? Well, they're, they're doing a new... They're doing a new Mortal start Kombat Start-over movie? movie? Interesting. And, and I'm like, why do that again? You know, why not come out with something new? I, I think we need new IPs and, and, you know, things like Game of Thrones prove 
that there's plenty out there that can be converted into, into good quality entertainment. Um, by the way, uh, Burgundy, do you watch Game of Thrones? I, I've seen an episode. <laughs> He's seen more than me. Yes. I, I, I keep saying I don't have HBO, but I forgot the last time I called them to complain about how much I'm paying for cable that they gave me free HBO. <laughs> Well, so, your HBO Go app, you can watch the old, I think you can watch all the previous episodes. Oh, you know, I have to check that out. I didn't think of HBO Go. Because I'm pretty sure you can watch all the previous episodes there. I thought it was on Amazon, too. I thought no. The, the, I thought no, the, no, 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 not, no. For, not for free. No. Oh, okay. The, no, HBO knows how to make money. They don't do that. The Blu-rays are really good, though, just FYI, for season yeah. one and two. If you yeah, except you have to be rich to buy them. They're not that bad. Yeah, you can get them for like forty bucks. It's not that bad. For okay. The, for well, the, the, t- the one I saw was more like eighty. Oh, so I must have been looking no, at something different or wrong or something. No, 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 no. I got I got both seasons for forty bucks. I mean, not each season for forty bucks. There you go. That's the right. best way to say that. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, you should watch that, and so should you, Neo. But. I'm talking to a brick wall, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I am a brick wall. All right. It's one of those ones I'm definitely going to catch up on. Uh, and this season is so good, but I digress. I caught the first. That, that was the episode I watched was the first uh, episode of this season. Uh, oh. You know, that has actually been the weakest episode so far this season. Really? I don't know. I mean, all I know is like it just featured that guy Dinklage, who's awesome. Oh, he and, is. And he was awesome in that episode. I'm like, Who right, is also right. going to be in the upcoming X-Men First Class movie? Who's he going to be? We don't know yet. Days I mean, of Future Past, you mean? Uh, Days of Future Past, you're correct. Excuse me. God, the obvious choice would be Puck. Yeah, that's all... exactly what I said. Is it going to be Puck? But, but I don't it know. It can't be because I think they already said they shot that it down. could be Toad. Nah. I don't know. I, it, all it I care be better about, Toad than Ray Parks. But... All I care about is that the number one my number one favorite character of all time will be in that movie. Bishop. Bishop from the X-Men. Just saw that today that he was going to be in Rampage. Gonna be in Bishop, Bishop and Rampage. Uh, Warpath. Warpath. Warpath, excuse yes. me. Yes. That's Rampage, that's Transformers. And, uh, yes. But no long shot in Dazzler? Jeez. Well, you know, I, I think their <laughs> long shot point... <laughs> would be more work than... Bishop, you can sum up in five minutes or less. Yeah. But long shots a little bit more complicated <laughs> because then you bring in Mojo and <laughs> the Mojoverse and Mojo World and uh, Spiral and yeah, that's really complicated. I'm not seeing the problem here. I'm really giant nerd, but <laughs> they're 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 trying to keep. No, no, no. You know why I say no to this? <laughs> because that would mean that we would eventually get the X babies. No, thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> No thank you to the X-Babies. Such a hater. Yes. Of, uh, of the X-Babies, yes. <laughs> well, as always, visiting GamersLedge.com is what keeps us covering the video game news and bringing our insight to the gaming industry, as well as comics, movies, television, and anything else we feel like. Speaking so, uh, of comics, the second arc of Saga is finished, so there will be a trade coming out soon. So keep I your eyes over that, that, by the way, after you the, asked me the, to. The first half? Yes, I did. Um, and, and you thought it was amazing and spectacular, and you're telling everyone you know about it. Believe it or not, I thought it was. I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was good, but I need to finish the arc because there's too much left unanswered for me in the in. Well, yeah, the second the second half doesn't finish everything either. It just, I mean, yeah, but they're I'm doing sure gaps get me a between lot the, They're doing gaps between the arcs too, so now it's like. I think it's two months, maybe three, where there's going to be no new books. So we got to wait and wait and wait and wait. So oh, so it's an image book, exactly. But at <laughs> least, but at least when it's coming out, the six issues actually come out on time. But well, uh, I just have to say that I just made it to uh, issue one hundred of The Walking Dead, and uh, I'm quite upset. Oh, if I could afford to. Buy all the trades for that to read that. It's just it's such a huge investment now. It's like it's not one you can just jump in anywhere. Uh... What are you talking about? There's only 19 trades. Come on. Yeah, only 19 trades at, at 25.99 a piece. 
And no local comic book store that I can sit down and read them at anymore. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, uh, it's called um, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, they don't have all 299 of them, though. Yes, they do. Well, okay, mine doesn't have all 299. Oh, that's though. right. You live out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, speaking yeah. of, speaking of, did you guys Weren't see we that? Were we doing an outro here? <laughs> yeah, we were, but we got sidetracked. Did, did you guys see that Google Fiber is coming to, like, Provo, Utah? What? Yeah. Provo, Utah. I've never even heard of it. Uh, and, and apparently there's... What's the some, population? 12. Uh, I don't know. That, that's a really good question. But it's also coming somewhere else. So I'm Texas. getting... What's that? Somewhere in Texas. Yeah, I'm really starting to get hopeful that they are going to roll this out nationwide. If they do, it will spill the end. I mean, you can actually connect, Neo Sapien. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why it will never come here, because I'd be able to be happy then, and that's just not allowed. Uh, take my gigabit pipe. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm really hopeful that it starts coming out more places more frequently because that is amazing the only way they get away with this is because they're doing it in like you know not huge places like, like kansas if, city well all right all right that's all right <laughs> well still in the scale of things that's not huge i mean that's not it is a limit, los angeles say, it's not new york i will not. say it is a limited area of kansas city but still right it's like if they even come near philly with a you know a big dangling piece of fiber comcast will just murder them and that upsets me. I don't think they will. What are they going to do? I told you, murder them. They will actually kill. <laughs> Physically. Comcast to come out there with a lead pipe and break Google's exactly. knees. Comcast with sure a lead pipe. Like a Philly yeah. mob here. <laughs> Just give them a couple good whacks at the back of the kneecaps. That's all it takes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> please do come to the site, interact with us, follow us on <laughs> iTunes, comment and leave feedback, email us at gamerslegend@gmail.com to ask questions, uh, give us feedback or make suggestions for you, what you'd like to see video reviews of next. Uh, until next week, game on. Game on. Game on. <laughs>